Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello, welcome to this Coach House Beacon, a winter's tale. Do you have a favourite time or month in the year? It might be linked to a celebration such as a birthday or Christmas, or an event such as a holiday. Maybe linked to the weather and seasons. Some enjoy a cold, crisp day when they're wrapped up warm, and others like a baking sun to warm the bones. Some like the first glimpse of new growth in spring, and others love the autumn colours. Whatever your preference, I suspect that most people would prefer dry, warmer days rather than the cold, damp days, and at some point we all yearn for the end of winter days. When I look in my garden or when I'm out on a walk, the first impression of a winter's day is a bare muddy ground and dark spindly trees, twigs and dead leaves rotting in the undergrowth. Yet our first impressions can be so wrong. Are the trees dormant? Is the soil lifeless? Below the surface of the soil, thousands and thousands of microscopic bacteria are working with the rotting vegetation, working to keep the soil healthy. We know this is happening, not necessarily at the time, but later as the weather warms up and growth is activated, we get the result. The new shoots of existing previously looking dead plants emerge. We know that the trees shed their leaves to conserve energy during the winter months, so they often look bare and lifeless. Yet, once spring arrives, we expect to see the buds, then leaves and eventually fruit appear on what was previously a a lifeless twig. In Genesis chapter 8 verse 22, God promises that this cycle of the seasons will continue and says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night will never cease. These verses come after the flood as a promise to Noah and his family that this level of catastrophic action will never happen again. It also reinforces the plan that God set up when the world was first created, that there is a purpose and order to the way the world works, that there is an overall plan in action ordained by a sovereign God. Romans 1 verse 20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. I see this reflected in the pattern of the seasons. While there is time allocated for for the ground to rest, a dormant time, we are never without hope that life will be visible again, that spring will arrive. The plan and purpose of creation is designed in meticulous detail. The way all the systems of life link together is amazing. The writer of Romans declares that no one can look at creation and not see there is a creator, a purposeful designer of our world. Therefore, we're without excuse in acknowledging the existence of Almighty God. Winter is waking up in the dark and finishing work in the dark and can at times feel endless. We yearn for the changes to come, springtime the first new shoots, the warming sun and the longer hours of daylight. Yet we know there's no shortcut to spring. We have to go through the darker months of winter 
and patiently wait for it to arrive. In life in general, we can go through tough experiences when we wish and hope that time would hurry along to better events. In between the Old and New Testaments, there is a period of around 400 years where the Bible doesn't record any events. Obviously, it's not the case that nothing happened at all, but more like there's a pause in memorable events. God's plans were still advancing, but silently. This pause is rewarded by the birth of Jesus, God stepping down onto the earth to provide a Messiah, a saviour that was long waited for. Simeon, a priest in the temple, had read the prophecies about the Messiah and was waiting patiently. In Luke 2 it says, And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he'd seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents were bringing in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him in his arms and blessed God and said, Now let your servant depart in peace, Lord, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marvelled at the things which were said about him. Simeon was rewarded and held Jesus, who was God in human form, in his arms. How amazing is that? Simeon was not waiting for his physical circumstances to improve, for the political situation in Israel to be solved. He had his eyes on the bigger picture, God's saving plan for his creation that would lead him to heaven and perfect rest. James, in the New Testament, wrote to the Jewish Christians who'd been scattered following the persecution which started with the stoning of Stephen. They were abused because of their faith and were economically deprived, having a lesser standing in society. These were serious events which had a devastating effect on daily life and they'd witness what could happen as a believer. Their life choices could end their life abruptly. Yet in James chapter 5 it says... Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. James, just like Simeon, is looking to a future where Jesus returns, where the authority of Almighty God is once again central in the created world. In fact, the time of waiting patiently applies also to us. We're still in the time of waiting for Jesus to return. We are in the same time frame as the early Christians. In his book, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, one of the quotes from C.S. Lewis describes the imagined land as Narnia as always winter but never Christmas. This was the state of affairs in the land when it was without hope. This long winter, without ever reaching spring, was eventually resolved, if you know the story, when Aslan the king was sacrificed. It's a picture of the power of God and the hope he brings by providing the perfect sacrifice in Jesus. C.S. Lewis echoes what James said. There are far, far better things ahead than any we leave behind. It's not that the route ahead is easy, but that the route ahead leads to a better place. Along the way, we don't have to struggle alone, 
we can call on the name of Jesus in prayer and ask for his help and guidance. We have God's Holy Spirit to comfort and support us so we never have to feel alone. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 it says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We may feel that we're travelling through a long, hard winter, but God promises us never to leave us alone, but to travel with us. We look ahead to the springtime, putting our trust in Jesus our Saviour. Let's finish with these verses from Ephesians 3, which are really encouraging. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations for ever and ever. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.